0: My name is Chris Plank. We call this the Game Plan. This kind of gives you a preview of what's coming up in Sooner Athletics with a bit of an eye back on a very busy weekend that was. As always, thank you so much for downloading the Game Plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast, uh, either by searching Sooner Radio Network through iTunes or by going to our website, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. This is a loaded episode. Toby Rowland sits down with Kevin Kruger, newest assistant basketball coach for the Sooners, making his Sooner Sports podcast debut. I'll have a sit-down with standout senior gymnast Chase Caps. Believe it or not, this Friday is the final home meet of the season for the women's gymnastics team, so get out, support him. We'll talk to Chase about what has been a memorable and a special season so far, but we have to start with the biggest story from the weekend in Sooner Athletics as the Oklahoma Sooners hand Texas their first conference loss of the season in women's basketball. And head women's basketball coach Sherry Cole sat down earlier today with Toby Rowland.
1: Teas will inbound baseline left. Right corner to Little for a three. It's gone! Peyton with two seconds to go, and the Sooners lead by three. Timeout, Texas. Peyton Little one in the right corner and the Texas native buried the three it was funny because we were together Tuesday night at Rudy's and we spent way too long it's my fault but talking about the fact that Peyton Little <laughs> goes 0 for 13 out in Lubbock and I think the last thing we said coach was watch she'll do something magical against Texas and sure enough she hits the game winner
2: your prophet, Toby your prophet.
1: well yes that's probably true I gotta tell you <laughs> That last play, I watched it back like five or six times. That was beautiful, Coach. Take take me through your timeout huddle there. What you drew up, what you were looking for, and then and then the shot.
2: Oh, it was easy. It's players knowing how to play. You know, um, we run uh, have a, a baseline inbounds. Excuse me, baseline inbounds alignment. That is the same all the time. We we've probably been in this alignment for. Four years. And I'm not exaggerating. No hyperbole there. We just have a basic alignment, and then there's all kinds of things you can do out of it based on what the defense does, and um, based on the way Texas had played our baseline inbounds earlier throughout that game. It was a real easy decision for me about what to tell them to look for. But the players have to make a decision. Gabby made a, a terrific read and. Joy Carter was so funny in the locker room after the game. She raised her hand and said, I just want to say that I sold that her little <laughs> cut off of uh, off of Nancy's screen. Were you and, looking and, for Joya there, or did you
1: know that you were going to get the help and that it was Peyton that was going to be open?
2: Both options, and it was up to Gabby to read the defense and make the decision on the pass. So we knew if, if uh, Stu cut hard to the corner and Joya did her job coming back off the screen, she basically rejected the screen, that um, the defense would have to make a decision and uh, they certainly did gabby just let it play out and i I say this all the time that there's a difference between reading defenses and then understanding the nuances within that read and where we've grown so much this year is our players are starting to feel the nuances and uh, that was that was very much a patient inbound on the part of gabby uh, because she had to let things develop and she did and then of course you know, we talk about all that, and then somebody's got to make the shot. <laughs> and, and Stu, uh, I knew the moment it left her hand, when, when her trajectory is right, when it comes out of her hand at the right trajectory, it's going in the basket, and I knew immediately it was.
1: Uh, great win. Texas was uh, 14-0 in league play before that, so just to beat them uh, was a great win. But to do it without Maddie and then the last couple of minutes there with Vivi having fouled out and all the size that they have and – nancy to come through for you like she did down the stretch that had to make it even sweeter
2: oh we we had big play pardon the pun from nancy mulkey the block shot first of all that that gave us the possession and then obviously down the stretch um her in the texas call time out advanced and we put her six nine length on the ball and and she tipped it i mean it's just hard to for players to understand how long her wingspan is and so uh, she tipped it ended up stealing it and then made the the free throw uh, to put the game away so such big plays but you're you're right that when vivi went out um you know we suddenly it it, you know maddie's already sidelined and and now two of our go-tos at the end of games are are on the bench and texas is huge and texas has been playing so well and they did play well and that's the one thing i hope doesn't get lost in all this obviously i love talking about the fact that we won. Uh, but it was a great women's basketball game. Yeah. It was high-quality really basketball for 40 minutes. Neither team had droughts in scoring. Um, there were just big plays, lots of, of sports center-like highlights, uh, really going both ways. We'd hit a big three, and then they hit a big three. and um, It was just a great women's basketball game on a, on a terrific day in which we were raising awareness for the fight against women's cancers and trying to raise funds for the KEL Cancer Fund.
1: There was back and forth. You're ahead. They they push ahead. It looks like all right. They've taken the lead in the fourth quarter. Now is when Texas is going to put them away. But you wouldn't go away. You come back. It was it was back and forth. I tell you, I think the the hero of the game for me was Gabby Ortiz. Uh, the, she hit big shots, but just saving possessions and flying around and the answer there late with the drive and the two. She's been good for you all year, but I don't know if she's been better than Saturday, Coach. No,
2: oh, she was. Fantastic on Saturday. I think the play uh, where she uh, stole the the long pass, the flying out of bounds, stole it to Vivi, Vivi, passed ahead to Joya. And Gabby got back in the play, and Joya rewarded her with a layup. That was an electric exchange right there and a huge momentum shift. Crowd really got behind it. Uh, we started rolling. But then there again late when Burt McCarty goes to the free throw line, makes two free throws to put them up. Uh, Gabby just immediately dribbles the length of the floor, attacks the rim, and finishes, and erases that. And so we we sort of had those answers all night. And I again uh, believe that the the difference you see in Gabby is all internal. You know, she she came to college with a really nice skill set, and and that's improved. And yet, what's happened this year is you've seen you've seen her grow internally, and in, in terms of how she manages a game, her understanding of time and score, her ability to contain her own tempo. You know, she's this emotional, um, fantastic, passionate kid. And so sometimes when she plays, she has so much emotion and so much passion that that she goes in adrenaline overdrive. And then she plummets from that. And she's figured out how to how to regulate that. And that's not an easy thing to do because what she's – As she's figured out how to regulate that, she's not doused her passion. She still affects her teammates with emotion. She still plays with great energy. And yet she's able to stay in that space where she can be most effective.
1: Uh, Tiana gave you six minutes. How did she come out of it? Feeling okay?
2: Yeah. um, She's stiff and sore and uh, still going through rehab, obviously. But um, she's getting better. And I I thought her minutes were integral because they gave – gabby arrest and she actually forced two texas turnovers that will not be listed in the stat sheet because she went into complete denial of Britt mccarty and uh, texas trying to get her the ball and they throw it away so uh, her minutes were very very important um i mean coach
1: you, 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 big picture here you know baylor and texas are hanging out on the one and two line in this thing and in you're at 12 and three now. I mean, you're right in their rear view mirror. You've won five in a row and seven of eight. And you're right there in the big 12 race. Are you kind of jumping up and down and saying, Hey, look at us over here. I mean, nationally, I mean, you're right there with them.
2: Oh, I think you do everything that you can to be so good that they can't ignore you. So that's what yeah. we're working on right now. Um, big game tonight, obviously in Austin Baylor and, and Texas. And, uh, uh, it, it's for us, you know. We we'll watch that. We'll be in Manhattan, Kansas. We'll watch that, but we don't have any control over that. What we have to do is continue getting better, and that's what I'm most proud of our team for in these weeks since Maddie's injury is that we have continued at every position and in every facet to get better. And uh, Maddie practiced yesterday. I don't know how long it'll be till we actually really? let her go live, but uh, we we had a light day um but uh, she went through practice and looked good and and uh so we'll see you know how her live minutes um progress over the course of the week but she looks good and she she feels good and and so we're hopeful about that but uh until we do get her back in a game situation we'll uh we'll continue trying to improve as we have these past two weeks
1: was yesterday the first time she's been out there
2: yeah, and, and, I mean, she's been shooting on her own, but it's the first time she did full-speed shooting drills and 5-on-0 offense, and uh, she looked good.
1: Any chance she plays in Manhattan or, or probably not?
2: No, no, but maybe the weekend. Wow.
1: Okay, Kansas State's good, and now you got to go to their place. Um, they gave you quite a tussle here. That was an, an overtime game here. So what's important for you tomorrow night?
2: Well, they're, uh, we talk about Texas being big, and uh, I, I just watched the game film yesterday, uh, Rewatched our game with, with Kansas State earlier, and they are huge. I, I know that on paper, but watching it on film, I was just reminded uh, about their size at, at every position. When they were here, we did a tremendous job on Kendrick Wiesman. And we have to do that again because she's their engine, much the way Brooke McCarty is Texas's engine. But Brianna Lewis is a handful inside. And then they've got uh, guys who can make threes everywhere. And so it's a completely different kind of game than the Texas game. You know, I felt like offensively against Texas, we were able to recognize where we could get an advantage and um, and manipulate our offense to to be able to exploit certain things that Texas did. Well, Kansas State runs the zone. They run a 2-3 and they run a 3-2. And so that's a completely different look than what we saw against Texas. So the thing remains true, as it always is, when you go to Manhattan, you have to make perimeter shots. Fortunately, we feel like we have a lot of guys that can do that. But uh, uh, it'll we'll have our hands full. They're playing for a lot as well. So it ought to be a great game on Tuesday night.
1: Did, uh, did everybody give Peyton a hard time after the game?
2: No, I don't think so.
1: No. I mean, just considering no. how the game before it went and everything I mean I don't mean hard time's not the right word, but I mean I was kind of you know that was cool the dug the uh dugout <laughs> my sports are all <laughs> running together coach. the huddle uh after she hit the shot and before that final possession she was grinning ear to ear and everybody was was uh nudging her and stuff that was pretty fun
2: yeah it was it was terrific and and it was kind of a neat circumstance in that I didn't even know why they were going to the monitor to review it. Anything and and the, it's funny the questions kids ask in that moment, you know, about was it a where were they looking at her feet? She was definitely past the three. Well, of course she was. Past, that's not it. There was another play down here, and it sort of gave us um, a few extra minutes to, uh, or a couple of extra minutes anyway, to kind of revel in it. And you don't always get that, so that yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah.
0: Coach Cole's great, and what an interesting stretch to finish the season for the OU women's basketball team. They go to Manhattan on Tuesday to take on Kansas State, then they travel down to Fort Worth to battle TCU before returning home for the home finale against Baylor. It should be a special atmosphere in the LNC More information on Sooner Hoops at Soonersports.com. What an incredible win. They've won back-to-back games since Maddie Manning went down and lost in the win over Oklahoma State. Five straight games, seven of their last eight. They're playing phenomenal basketball, most recently projected as a number four seed in the NCAA tournament. Great run here for the OU women's basketball team, peaking at the right time, thanks to Sherry Cole. Let's uh, go to another... Sport that squad is peaking at the right time. This women's gymnastics team is something pretty special. We had a chance to catch up with senior Chase Caps, who is getting to getting set to wrap up her career in an Oklahoma Sooners uniform.
3: Man, it's crazy. I can tell you, um, it seems like I just got here the other day, so I don't think it's quite sunk in yet. This will be my last one, but I'm really excited to see what this weekend has entails for us.
0: What blows me away, obviously you guys are dominating, and we'll talk about the team performance in just a bit, but from the day you stepped on campus, Chase, this team has been a national championship contender, and I get the sense that every year the crowds start to get bigger, and they buy in more, and they get what's going on. Have you sensed that? Do you feel that whenever you're out there performing?
3: Oh, yes, we definitely do. Um, Watching the um, atmosphere atmosphere of our meet has definitely increased since I've been here, and just Getting to watch this program grow as a whole has been definitely an incredible experience. And getting to be a part of it is just amazing.
0: Now, take me through what that mindset has been since the start of this season because. You open up – I can remember when you were going through the national championship uh, trophy celebrations. You were going around. You guys did interviews up here with us. You were all, <laughs> all over the place. It was great. But Coach had said, listen, we're not messing around next year. We're opening up with Alabama and UCLA, and all you've done is just dominated. So kind of take me through what's really been the key, Chase, to not only maintain the momentum but take it another step so far in 2017.
3: I do think that what we were saying last year when we were on the air – um, about the day after nationals, we got to celebrate, but within that day, we were also focused on the next year and being in the best shape of our lives for the next right. year and focusing on the new goal. I do think that that has definitely taken us to a whole new level at that point because we've been focused on this since April 16th, and so having that entire mindset for almost a year before the the national championship of 2017 has definitely set us apart I think this year.
0: You uh, obviously have had an incredible career, but even you are putting up career numbers here in 2017. Uh, in the in the all-around, you've uh, averaged, I think, just right around your career high. So with that said, I, I, again, it's a team sport, but also it's a team sport that's, that's driven by individual accomplishments. So for you personally, Chase, does that kind of mantra that's helped the team, do you feel like that's helped you in being able to celebrate just a bit but then train nonstop and really kind of focus on the senior season?
3: Yes, it has. Um, just being able to focus on the team atmosphere and doing my absolute best for the team has definitely helped. And then having um, another all-arounder again with me this year has mm-hmm. definitely pushed me to new levels, especially at the caliber that Maggie Nichols is at. But really the entire team is just, it's, it's indescribable. Our chemistry and the work ethic in the gym, it's just, it's hard to match.
0: It seems like you guys really like each other, and and I say that because it would seem like such an obvious thing to some people. It's like, well, of course they like each other, but Chase, you've seen it as a a sports fan where there's teams that there's guys that don't get along, and there might be teams where there's infighting that take place, but I mean, there really seems to be a true sense of joy and camaraderie with this team. Is that a a fair statement?
3: Yes, it definitely is a fair statement. Um, We've always taken pride in our team chemistry, but again, this year, not a single problem on the team. Um, we all get along great, and we are all like sisters, and we're there for each other both in and out of the gym. So Chase, I think that's helping.
0: Yeah, Chase Caps is our guest. Uh, it's the final home meet of the season as Oklahoma will host Georgia. The level of confidence that you guys are performing with right now has just got to be through the roof. Can you kind of take us through within that mindset? You do the all around, so obviously you're taxed quite a bit physically and mentally, but it just really seems, Chase, that when this team steps on the floor, when it's ready to approach the beam, when it's ready to run towards the vault or get on the bars, I mean, it's just the level of confidence seems to be through the roof right now.
3: Yeah, it definitely is increasing. I'm hoping that it'll increase even more as the season progresses. But um, with everything that we've done so far in this season and having two national championships under our belt as a senior class and then even as last year's national champions, I do think that that has helped our confidence quite a bit. And then even our freshmen have incredible confidence. They've been on the floor um, of numerous large competitions. And so I think that our confidence as it slowly increases will hopefully increase even more.
0: I talk to KJ every week, and I've really enjoyed getting to better understand your sport, Chase. I mean, obviously, I'm not as uh, as in-depth knowledge-wise as I should be <laughs> in breaking down women's gymnastics. But I've, I always feel like I learned something from KJ. Can you kind of take us through what it's like to perform for her, what it's like to be on a, a roster for a team that's coached by KJ and what she's meant to you?
3: Um, she is an incredible coach. I definitely think that she has taken my gymnastics career to the next level somewhere I never could have dreamed that it would be. But um, she's always motivational and encouraging us, whether it's a good day, a bad day, because, I mean, we let's be honest, we all have those days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, she's always pushing us and um, encouraging us to do our absolute best. And even on the bad days, those are the days we grow. And so, really, I don't know what this team would do without her at this point.
0: Charity Jones has kind of been the leadoff hitter, if they will, uh, if you will. And you've, you know, been the anchor in events like the Bars and the Beam. Whenever you have that experience to kind of start things off with a senior and then chase with you wrapping it up, what has that meant to this team and how have you embraced that?
3: Um, I really enjoy anchoring, taking that time before I compete to actually think about the details and that type of stuff. But Charity has been a rock-solid starter for us this year and, she has done an incredible job. She did it last year, and there's absolutely – she did not miss a step we, um, since we've been back. So.
0: We can't say it's enough incredible. about that, though, can we? I mean, again, I, I like to lay it out. You know, I, I'm still learning, and I love following you guys, and I think it's incredible how uh, amazing of athletes you are. But in a lot of ways, there are certain comparisons you can make to other sports. For instance, you need a good leadoff hitter in baseball and softball. and with exactly. what And with what Charity's done, you, you guys get that in your leadoff hitter in every event.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Charity, she definitely has that experience as a starter and I've been able to experience that a little bit this year as I'm a starter on bars. Yep. But it is a hard spot to be in, let me tell you, and she does an incredible job. So- I don't understand how
0: she does it. You start on Vault and Bar, or or you start on Vault, or at least you started on Vault this week, and Charity was starting on Bars and Beam this week, and how often do you guys try to mix that up, or do you feel pretty confident with uh, Charity in certain events, or I I guess it's also a matter of where you actually start as far as the meet that you're in, too, right? What's what's your event you start on?
3: Yeah, Um, yeah, the lineups will definitely change from meet to meet, but we do tend to stick with similar people or a similar um, like order or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So that definitely has played a role in confidence levels and feeling comfortable in the lineup and where we are. So. Ticket
0: information for Oklahoma and Georgia is online right now at Soonersports.com. Get all kinds of information. They're doing uh, a ton for Sooner kids, so there's – Different things for charity that's going on this week and that you can be a part of just for taking in the best women's gymnastics team in the country. And you know what? We didn't even mention Maggie Nichols in that interview. We're supposed to have Maggie on next week on the podcast. I'm excited for that. She registered her third- Perfect fourth, sorry, perfect 10 of the weekend this past weekend up in St. Charles, Missouri. Thanks to Chase Caps for joining us. All right, let's wrap things up. It was a good week for the OU basketball squad as they got back on track with a win over Texas in the LNC. And then they had a challenging one against... Oklahoma State the Sooners led throughout but the Cowboys found a way to pull it off but chin up getting ready for a big week including a trip to Waco Toby caught up with the newest Sooner assistant Kevin Kruger. 88-85
1: at the five minute mark Shepard Doolittle do open jumper from 18 good what a game (laughs) Ha! <laughs> it's Bedlam, 90 to 85 Sooners. Um, let's talk about Saturday night first. Uh, unbelievable basketball game, uh, 96-92. I know Sooners came up on the short end of it, but that's one of the best basketball games I've seen in a long time. The the quality of uh, of offense on both sides was uh, off the charts. Uh, what what was your um, message to the team after that game uh, as a coaching staff? Because I felt like they really played well on Saturday.
2: Yeah,
4: I'd agree. You know, they played very well, especially offensively. Uh, We were aggressive. We were confident. uh, We were trusting each other, and we we just uh, seemed to have a really nice rhythm and a nice flow going where we would have liked to see a little more attention to detail probably would have been defensively, Um, obviously, you know, Forte, Evans, incredible backcourt. Um, you know, you know Dillard, Hammond, Solomon, uh, all those guys do exactly what they need to do to help uh, those guys win, especially lately. But uh, I probably would have just said that, just maybe just try to been a little more locked in defensively, uh, but incredibly proud of how confident and how aggressive they were offensively.
1: Where did it get sideways on you there in the last two or three minutes?
4: I think we just got—we might have gotten a little timid. Uh, we kind of stopped putting pressure on him. I think when we attacked them, we were really successful. And uh, but you know, and that and that happens, especially in hostile environments on the road. And uh, uh, we had some a uh, couple good looks, and uh, pretty sure we'll knock those down in the future. It's just kind of one of those things, just a learning experience, like like a lot have been this year.
1: A couple of guys I wanted to spotlight. I mean, obviously, Rashad Odom's a career night: twenty-nine points. Ten rebounds. He was hitting jumpers. He was hitting three pointers. Coach, he he was uh, he was phenomenal. For I'm be honest, I didn't know he had that much offense in him. That had to be uh, exciting for you to see as well.
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, Roe Ro is a is a guy. He's a high energy guy. He's always playing hard, um, and he's always doing what he's been asked to do. So to see him kind of have that success was uh, was really pleasing, and, and you're really exciting for a guy like Roe because he definitely deserves it
1: he does feel like the guy more than any other, and this is not uh, a condemnation on anybody else, but if you had to point to the guy who has brought it every night and is emotionally locked in every night, I, that would be Richard Odoms this year.
4: Yeah, I, I'd agree. He's a, you know, he is a high energy guy. Him and uh, Kadeem both always play with a lot of energy and uh, uh, are always very happy. And, uh, you know, it's good. And even though we've had our struggles this year, the one thing we've definitely been able to count on is, bro, uh, playing with a high level of energy, which which is good because it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn the corner.
1: I thought uh, Christian James gave you some really nice minutes as well on Saturday. Cam got in early foul trouble. He had to play a whole bunch of minutes, I think 16 in the first half. Hit some shots, hit a couple of three-pointers. That's probably the best game he's had in a while.
4: It is, you know, Christian's been struggling, uh, you know, I think with a lot of things and, uh, that was, uh, even though, you know, the last couple of games, you really see, it really seems as though he started to play with, uh, a little more, uh, re- a little more relaxed and a little more kind of like, uh, he was playing earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, those things when you're struggling, those, you, there's not really a timetable. You just kind of got to go out there and try to play as loose and free as you can. And eventually you'll kind of get back to your old self. And, uh, you know the 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 hard part about it is you just don't know when that's going to come exactly because it's kind of hard to focus on being relaxed and and uh play free when uh you when that's kind of been your biggest problem
1: the other guy that played really well saturday night was dante buford he had uh, 13 points at three threes he's had an interesting year uh kevin he was uh, obviously sick early and hasn't had a ton of minutes as we go along it's kind of hard to figure out you know who's he going to play in front of and all that kind of stuff but there's been a few times this year where he's come off the bench and given you a real spark and i thought saturday was another one of those days
4: absolutely uh dante you know he had, to, had a great mindset from the beginning and uh he was you could kind of see in the way he was bouncing around he was he was definitely ready for it And uh, anyway like you said he went out there and played well he played knocked down some shots dante's never really been scared to to shoot the ball in, in in those situations and in those hostile environments they don't really seem to rattle him so uh you know he, he's definitely somebody you can count on in an environment like that
1: talking to kevin kruger the sooners get baylor tomorrow night down in waco um after jordan woodard got hurt if you could kind of take us into the locker room or into the mindset of your team because if, with a young team like this and with really your only senior leader going down, it could have tanked. You know, the rest of the year could have been ugly. But it seems like they have played better basketball almost since then. The win over Texas, the game on Saturday in Stillwater, um, they, they they didn't tank. They've, they've kind of gone the other direction. So why is that? What have you seen in the makeup of these guys kind of behind the scenes that has enabled them to take a positive step here?
4: I think it it, it kind of scared him a little bit. Um, You know, when you see a guy like Jordan Woodard, who's, you know, one of the most decorated Sooners of all time. And then all of a sudden, you know, he he lands awkwardly or jumps awkwardly and, and, and his career's over. I think, you know, that kind of resonates with those younger guys a little bit, because when he was hurt earlier in the year, you know, there's still that, well, he's going to come back and we're going to be all right. And now this time, you know, it's a torn ACL. He's done. It just kind of—I think it just kind of really grabbed everybody's attention and uh, and and just kind of focused them or forced them to kind of focus a little bit more than maybe they realized they could have, and uh, it just kind of made them grow up a little bit.
1: Baylor got after you pretty good here in Norman. What what do you have to do better tomorrow night?
4: I think we have to be on the offensive. Uh, you know, we—I we, think we're timid here and uh, we we didn't really know what we were getting into again that not to put it all on the youth but uh not really sure we understood what that number two or three ranked team in the country looked like and and Baylor was every bit of that at that point in time and you know it's hard to simulate but now they know that when we're talking about things in practice and preparation for Baylor they they know what to envision that uh going forward so uh I think mostly you just got, it's hard to simulate because they're so long, but we we now have a little bit of a mindset of what it's going to be like. So uh, I think we just got to be aggressive. We got to shoot it confidently and we just have to play physical. We played very physical these last two games and done a great job of that. And I think we've, you know, if we take that same effort into Waco, you know, we'll give give ourselves a chance.
1: Feel like things are staying positive. I mean, despite the record and these hard losses, do you feel like in practice and film and, Buses and airplanes, all that kind of stuff. Everybody staying positive.
4: I uh, really do. I uh, really do. I think uh, you know these young guys. They they can they see how close we are, and I, I think they're frustrated that we haven't been able to kind of pull these ones out at the end. But at the same time, that they do realize how close they are, and uh, you know, not one for moral victories, but you know, they they do know that they can play with these teams in, in the Big Twelve, and that they're that they could beat a lot of them. You know and still being this young that, that that's something to keep positive about
1: how's lawn hanging in there I he hadn't been through a lot of years like this has this been a hard year on your dad
4: oh, it has it has it's uh you know I hadn't seen him like this very often but uh as you know you know he's not gonna let on to it so he's gonna stay stay himself and and stay positive and keep the guys going and uh you know just really focus on just getting better every day. Well, there you have
0: it. Another action-packed guest field edition or filled of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks again uh, for downloading. Remember, if you subscribe through iTunes, leave a rating, leave a comment. It always helps out, and we love to hear from you. And any feedback you have, just drop it to us on Twitter, at OU on the air, or at Sooner Sports TV. Every, how, everyone have a great week. Don't forget, the – tailgate coming up on Thursday will be from Palm Springs as we'll sit down with JT and Andrea Gasso and talk about the defending national champion Oklahoma women's softball team until then everyone have a great week and Boomer Sooner everybody
1: this has been the Sooner
0: Sports Podcast
1: make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at SoonerSports.tv slash podcast and make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air